Hello and welcome to Mouse Ears Movie Thoughts, where we talk about all things Disney. I'm Caleb. I'm Riley. And I'm Hannah. Today we will be reviewing the new Hocus Pocus 2, so let's dive right in. Alright guys, well I don't know about you, but I am very excited to ex- discuss Hocus Pocus 2 with you guys. Um, I mean, right off the bat, the first thing that stood out to me in this movie was the intro. Instead of the Disney castle like we normally see it, it was like all Halloween. I really liked that. That was a nice touch. Yeah, I agree with you. It was also, it reminded me of, uh, I don't know if you remember the live action Jungle Book. Oh, yeah. Where from the castle, they just kind of fade back into the jungle. It kind of felt like that. They just kind of turn the camera around and you're in the movie. I feel like the castle was cool, but I feel like they should have stuck with the OG, the original castle. I, I like it when they kind of mix up the intro and give it a little bit something different. I, I always like that. True. I mean, always there's good to have the original classic ones, but every now and then sprinkle in a little something different. It's nice. It is fun when they like do Christmas theme and Halloween theme. That is true. So I think what we'll just go ahead and do is an overview of the movie. Um, I think we're going to include spoilers in this, FYI. Um, Well, yeah. So basically, the movie starts out with a, what's the word, Going looking back in time at the Sanderson sisters when they're all, I'd say like 9 to 13, somewhere in that age. Or 9 to 16, sorry. Sorry, like 10 to 16. And... It's them in their old village, and they meet this other witch who is about to eat them, but then doesn't, and that's when Winifred gets her powers, because she's 16, and then it does, and they also get the book, and then it fast forwards to present times, where um, they meet, we meet a young girl by the name of, uh, oh, what is her name? The main character, Becca. Yeah, is it Becca? Yeah, it's Becca. Yeah, so the main character's name is Becca, and she's 16 on Halloween. And her and her friend, one friend and another that comes in, kind of accidentally are tricked into bringing the Sanderson sisters back to Salem. And then they have to prevent them from doing this spell that will give them all the power, and they will stay here for eternity, basically. So it's... It's similar to the original storyline, but I'd say it was it was definitely different from it enough. I know a lot of people were worried about it just being a remake, but I think it was it had a different storyline, different kind of feel to it. I thought it was different and unique. I agree. I think that it was definitely more of a sequel than like what I heard people talking about it. And I think that yes, it's the same general story that they have to try to do some things so that they don't go away at sunrise but they still made it different to the point where they try to do a different thing to survive past sunrise and they don't go away because of the sunrise there's a different reason that they leave yeah i didn't really know how good this was gonna be because one of my friends said it was really cheesy so i was like "Uh, it's gonna be cheesy but then it, it actually was really good, in my opinion. I do wish that they had kind of included some of the original characters. The original uh, brother and sister, not from the 1600s, from 1993 Salem. And also his girlfriend, quote-unquote. They ended up being girlfriend boyfriend at the end. 
but those that trio i wish they were in there in some way like even if it was just one line that we saw them speaking making some offhand comment i, I would have really liked that i kind of was disappointed that that wasn't there that would have been cool well, that would have been awesome to have that tribute. I do think they did a lot of cool, like, hidden Easter eggs and tributes to right. the first movie. Like, them watching the first movie on TV, or some of the costumes you see are the same ones. Just little yeah. things like that that make you kind of chuckle. Yeah, elaborating on that a bit, they were watching the original Hocus Pocus movie. Like, you randomly saw a couple watching that in their uh, apartment. And a lot of the costumes, the Madonna costume, someone was wearing that. Um, Billy, someone was dressed up as Billy the zombie, which he does make appearance. Uh, he is a part of this movie, which I liked. At least they included something of that again into this movie. Yeah, I do like that they made some references. And when they were doing their like little birthday ritual in the forest... And then they heard the song singing, like, Come Children or something like that. It was back to the first one. I thought they really made some good references there. Yeah. One thing about the Kid Sanderson actors at the very beginning, at least for me, it was hard for me to kind of, like, get on board with those actors and them as kids. Because, I mean, she still has the big old buck teeth. And the hair, and, you know, everything's the same, just kind of in kid form. Right. So it took me a little bit to kind of get on board with that. Yeah, I could I could understand that. I mean, in the beginning, though, that introduce, introduction scene, you almost feel a little bad for the sisters. Um, I don't think this is much of a spoiler since it's happening in the first couple minutes, but the town tries to take away the two younger sisters from Winnie and it's you understand why she would be upset with the town for that like they were dragging her sisters away from her and banishing her to the forest for honestly she didn't really do anything wrong maybe by that society society at the time but not really anything bad and you kind of feel bad for these little girls yeah they definitely go more on the side of they make you feel for the Sanderson sisters, which is kind of a cool take and point of view of the movie, which I did not expect this movie to be that way at all. Well, and back to the references, um, at the very beginning when they found the when they when they found Becca and her friend in the forest they sang a little, like, We're Back song, which I thought was so funny and so good. I'm really happy that they put that in there. Yeah, the movie was more... I mean, I think it only had two, maybe three songs, but it um, felt more like a musical than the other one, where it had that one random, like, good song. This one, like, it was definitely remixed, definitely more pop and up with the times but it was pretty catchy and good they did a remix of um one way or another that was pretty good i mean we were all seeing that after the movie just the random lines it was that was really funny yeah. and their their first song like you're saying riley it was a remix it was a new school song like very pop up with the times original kind of thing yeah i 
I very much like how they added those songs in there. The intro scene for when the Sanders sisters come back, that I think was my favorite song of the entire movie. It's just so catchy and it sticks in your head for the rest of the day. It was pretty good. It was very good to like start the movie off strong. Yeah, the like, we're back song. Another thing that I really liked about this movie is how they developed the book as a character. It was a lot more, like, it was a pivotal character. It literally changed how the story went. That was just, like, phenomenal in my opinion. In the previous movie, he had an eye and he kind of had some, like, he had some uh, personality. But with this movie, he had thoughts and feelings and emotions. He was stressed out at one time and there was sweat dripping down his, the cover. (laughs) And he was crying at the end. It was just all of his emotions and personality. He was very strong-willed, too. It was just funny. They brought it to life really well. Yeah, I very much liked that. The book had so many good emotions. Like you said, it was crying. It was sweating. It it didn't really want her to open it at first. It just... The emotions it had were very good. And it did feel like the book was an actual character. It really did. I mean, they had entire scenes dedicated to emotions and the book, you know? And it even has to make a very pivotal choice in the movie to choose its master, that's been its master for a long time now, or this new witch. And he chooses the new witch, but still cries when the Sanderson sisters leaves because he still is able to feel for them. He really does have emotions and feelings, and he is his own character. At the end, I think they wrapped the movie up very well. The way that they... I mean, this is definitely going to be a spoiler, but there's probably going to be other spoilers in here also. The ending of her sisters leaving her because that's what she loves most. First of all, my first thought was, wow, does she really love her sisters? That was shocking to me. But I think the introduction scene kind of shows you that that's true, even though it might be covered by her obsession for magic and evil. She does love her sisters, and in the beginning, when they're being pulled away, she's fighting for them, like, so hard. And so I guess that kind of made it more believable that she would love her sisters enough to just want to be with them instead of have lots of power and magic. When, um, when her sisters did go, I was like, oh, that, she values them the most. In my head, I was thinking, that's really surprising. But I did like how they wrapped it all up. Because Billy then went back into his grave and was resting peacefully. Um, the sisters were all there together and they all left together. And then, though, Becca found her powers with her friends, and it just, I feel like they really close it up nicely. Yeah, the goodbye of the sisters really was truly amazing, and I think that they wouldn't have been able to do that, like, scene that makes the audience feel for them so much if they hadn't had the first ten minutes or whatever at the very beginning with, like, I don't even know what year it was, ancient Salem, and it really, like... 1600s, I think. Yeah, it sets up the scene for you to be able to feel for them later. And I think, for me, one of the most, 
one of my favorite lines of that entire movie is when uh, Winnie, I don't know her name. Winifred. When Winifred, when she says, my powers are nothing without my sisters. Or I'm probably paraphrasing, but she says something along those lines. And I think that that is just so amazing and like after watching the first movie and then hearing that she says that line in the second movie i mean that is just crazy because i would never would have guessed that they love each other that much yeah i like you were saying the introduction scene really helped build that together but boy was it hard to believe at the beginning the ending was so complete and it was simple and it made sense and some people are probably going to say that this was just like the cop-out ending, like, the easy way to end it. I really, like, I thought it fit well with the series. Although it did feel a little quick for a movie, but I, I thought it was really wrapped up well. It felt a little quick, but um, back to the whole loving her sisters thing. I did not, like I said before, I didn't expect her to love them so much. But I guess it's kind of like... When she had them, she knew that she had them, and they probably weren't going to go anywhere, so she didn't show as much love. But then when they left, she was like, oh, no, they're actually gone. I love them so much, and I miss them. One of my favorite parts of the movie, or at least how they included this, was all the... The humor was just such an important part of the movie. I They really expanded on this a lot, and obviously it was probably because of how they're in a newer society, even newer than the one that we saw in 1993. But there was just some really funny moments in here. There was uh, them flattering them that they were worshipping the Sanderson sisters. Lotions and potions. If you've seen it, you know. That was a funny line right there. The whole Walgreens scene. I mean, oh my gosh. That just had me doubled over laughing almost the entire time. Like, oh man, that one was funny. It was very funny when they were, like, drinking the ser- the serums and everything. Yeah. And the lotion. It was, it was funny. Um, and then when they went flying away, and, um, oh, I forget her name, but the one with the black hair, she was flying away on little, like, Zumbas. Roombas? Roombas. And that was funny. The Roombas, yeah. And one, another uh, Sarah was flying away on a Swiffer wet jet. It was very funny how the modern day played in with them not knowing anything. The Roombas were a nice touch. I mean, first off, it kind of gives a hoverboard effect. Is at least how I felt with that. Yeah. When I first saw it, I thought it was a hoverboard. Yeah, it kind of... It was a good way because they, like, glow, so it kind of helped with futuristic look but also just downright funny and they gave the Roomba's personality too like they were obsessed with cleaning things obviously but they also were like interacting with her and disobeying and misbehaving and all this stuff and they also served a great plot point which I thought was nice that was smart of them they the witches were trapped in a ring of salt and the Roomba's were following them for probably miles, the Sanderson sisters, finally reached them, and of course, since they don't like messes, started eating up the salt, which, huge in the movie, because the movie probably would have just ended then if the Roombas hadn't just come and ate up all the salt because they don't like messes. 
that was just it was cute and it was funny but it also like played a part in the part in the plot yeah and i think that this is kind of not at all what you were talking about but the sanderson sisters actors i mean i don't know how long ago it was since they did the first hocus pocus 29 years yeah and they are still doing great i mean in the credits they're like doing cartwheels and the splits in the movie i mean they are just rocking yeah in the movie they were doing splits and everything and i was like wow they are doing awesome um and also when they were doing the splits on the little like table or entry table in cassie's house there was an alexa which totally played into modern day I thought that was a great little reference. It was yeah, awesome. that was a funny moment. Yeah, they thought there was, like, a human soul trapped inside the box or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was just some other funny lines besides, like, I already said, lotion and potion. There was Edward, another great line that if you've seen the movie, you know. Gothic girl, Golden Girls was used to describe the Sanderson sisters. So funny. That, oh my gosh, that one line, those three words hilarious to me that was just great um i do have one critique gilbert um created gilbert is the one who recreated another candle because he tried he wanted to bring the sanderson sisters back but i think they could have done more with that plot and it just felt a little strange and like gilbert knew all about the sanderson sisters but then he decided that he didn't think it through enough that they would be here for evil if he brought them back and i felt like they definitely could have done more with the plot and something more sophisticated than that yeah his only reasoning was that people just didn't give her them a chance which i don't know what he's talking about they had been like eating children and things for a long time yeah i don't know And another, like, plot hole that I think that they really needed to go down deeper into is Becca had witch's powers, and they found out that she was a witch. Which, I feel like, if you're gonna add that in the movie, you have to explain how or why she has them. Yeah. Even something as simple as, like, oh, they find a picture or something, and, like, her great-great-grandpa has powers. I don't even care what it was, but they didn't go in depth at all she just has powers and then the movie keeps going in minutes yeah. she learns how to like zap lightning and make force fields i don't think she ever had any learning it wasn't even in minutes it was like instantaneous she randomly we see her hand glowing that's the first sign then all of a sudden her hand is glowing again and there's like what and then the story moves on they just don't even talk about it at all and the next time we see her she's creating force fields shooting lightning and defeating the sanderson sisters and casting spells. Throughout the entire movie, I was waiting for when they were going to address that, do something, like you were saying, Caleb, with maybe her ancestors had it. Guess we're just left hanging. But the only explanation I could come up with for that is that Winnie, when she was 16, got her powers, and that seemed kind of random and spontaneous. But we also don't know their family line, which was another thing. They didn't show any parents in the intro scene. And then... I guess Becca just got her powers randomly on her 16th birthday. I don't know. It was really strange. I do feel like they could have went more into that. I feel like they could have 
it is strange that um, they didn't go into more into that or her ancestors at all. Because, I mean, she probably did all that in like a couple hours. She probably found out she has powers, then used her powers to defeat them. It's like... She did that in a couple minutes. Like, from her actually realizing that she had powers to using them to shoot lightning, it was literally, like, one minute. True. Like, if I saw... How did she learn? I have no idea. If I saw blue stuff coming, like, floating on top of my hand, I would be more shocked than just, oh, let's go use it and, oh, I know every tip and trick way to use it. (laughs) It's definitely moved fast with her powers. Yeah, and I do have to give her something. When she did shoot the lightning, it was extremely weak, and it just, like, barely even touched her. But still, the fact that she was able to, and she hadn't even ever used them before, her hand just started glowing that day, that just feels like, I mean, maybe the powers have been in her for so long, and she was just waiting for the right moment to use them or something. And another thing is... Well, it comes... The magic only appears on their 16th birthday when it starts. So it really was that day. They find out they have magic on their 16th. Wow. Then she literally had no time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay then. And another thing was the Sanderson sisters, not um, Winnie, but the other two, they just found out they could shoot lightning out of their hands. Like, that just happened. Like, where, where has that power been the entire time they have been living. But I guess they just didn't have the powers. I also was wondering that throughout the movie. Like, did the other two sisters have powers? Or did I just miss that and they really didn't? I was wondering that too. Because you get your powers at 16. They just figured out they have powers. And now they're like 300 and something years old or something. I guess I just assumed that they had them already. But... I, it makes me want to watch the origin, original and see if they used powers. Yeah, but it was funny when they were using them, because then Mary, like, blew off her guns and, like, stuck them down in her pockets. It was funny. Back to, Becky having, back to Becca having powers, I feel like I'm, I'm probably wrong, but they could make another one, and maybe that's why they didn't go so much into her powers, because they make another one about her and Cassie, Becca, and her friend being new witches. But, yeah, I feel like that could be a reason why they didn't go into it, but I could be wrong. I think the movie felt too complete to add another. Yeah, I, I don't think that they would add another, simply because I have no idea what they would even say or talk about. I think it kind of, Cassie, Becca, and I don't know the other girl's name, but them three, I think, kind of duplicated what the Sanderson sisters looked like as a kid, probably. When Winnie found out that she could use powers, and the other two were just like her best friends. I don't think that they would make another movie. If they did, I think I would think that's just a cop-out. Yeah. I mean... I don't even know. Don't get me wrong. The movie is very good. Hocus Pocus too, But I personally was not really asking for it. I didn't think that we needed a whole other story on it. I think it was good how it ended the first movie. With that, though, I think that they did end this one great, too. Like, it was still pretty complete in the end. And 
although they had to make a new story for it to make a whole other movie, I still felt like it, they ended it up well. It wasn't it wasn't just a cliffhanger, like you said, where I'm wanting more. I feel like they ended it up well, but I don't know. I kind of got that feeling that, like, oh, Izzy, Cassie, and Becca could really be another, like, three witches. I, uh, I thought they could definitely pull out another one. They probably aren't going to, but that's just my opinion. Real quick, going back to the other Sanderson sisters having the power to shoot lightning. I think that they really played that off nicely, kind of like what you were saying, Rai, how the sound effects they were using. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not, but like in Star Wars movies, they'll pew pew whenever they shoot their guns. Yeah. It sounded like that every time. And they have like the little hand guns, the finger guns, and they're just going nuts. It did. It was funny. It did. They looked like kids with a new toy. It That... There were so many scenes with them that were just so funny and made me laugh out loud. One moment in the movie when I don't know that witch's name, the one with the long white hair, she was she actually stood up to Winnie and she's like, yeah. I am important, I'm a part of this family, or she said something like that. And I was like, wow, like she just got her lightning powers. We are about <laughs> to see a duel happen right in the forest. And then she cowards down and just runs along and does whatever Winnie said to do. Yeah, I was actually just going to bring up that point. Right after she got, or she found out she had her powers, she like was trying to stick up for herself and everything. And then as soon as Winifred said something, she was like, uh-huh, yep, and just immediately went back to being herself. It was funny. My last thing, really, that I have to say is a plot hole. The previous witch that we see when the Sanderson sisters are kids, where does she go? How does she die? Why does she end? Where is she now? Is she dead or is she still roaming about? I'd like more answers on that a little bit. If there had been some sort of duel between the young Sanderson sisters and the witch, or the witch just ceases to exist once there's new witches... Something like that. Something to that effect. But there wasn't really anything. Back to just some funny lines that they said. Um, at one point in the movie, Sarah said, and we're not allowed in sacred places. Oh my gosh. That line cracked me up so much. It was hilarious. Yeah, and Hannah, going back to what happened to that original witch, I don't really know what happened, but... Obviously, we know that she passed the book on to the Sanderson sisters. Right. So that is kind of, in the way I'm taking it, her kind of giving up her role as the witch in those woods. She probably moved out of that quote-unquote house. (laughs) I mean, I don't think you can even call that thing a house. But, yeah, I don't know where the heck retired witches go. Maybe they just, like, turn into dust or something. Which, yeah, could have been. And I feel like just because it happened in this movie, too, where the new witches were kind of initiated, if you will, and then the Sanderson sisters were gone. And that previous witch, maybe she just kind of faded out once the Sanderson sisters became something. You know, that brings up a good point because I just realized, yes, it did happen in a very different way, but both times when the Sanderson sisters became witches and then when... 
uh, Becca and her friends became witches. Both times, the book chose to go to the new witch instead of its old master. Did the book do that to the Sanderson sisters? I thought she just handed the book to them. No, I think the book did do that. Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe it didn't. But either way, the book got handed or given to the new witch, which right. might be like a kind of passing on the torch in witch. Yeah. Witchery. Yeah, the, the, the book is the symbol of passing on the power, and the book is where the power obviously is. And that relationship kind of signifies who is in, who's reigning, who's in control. When the Sanderson sisters were at the costume contest on the stage, it shocks me very much that they did not win because they were the real Sanderson sisters. Even though the judges didn't know that, it still looks like them the most because they're the real ones. Um, Also, when they were on the stage, they put all of the, they put the whole audience under a spell, just like the first one, and that was fun. Yeah, I do think that they, I like when they said, oh, she, mortals are useless even when they're bewitched or something like that, and they just fly off and do it themselves. And I can't, I can't help but wonder, what if you're just one of those people and you're just marching on now, like, if... You're just looking for that guy. Obviously, we see him, find them, and then they're all fine. But, I mean, you have no point because they're going to do it themselves at that point. You're just walking. And also, another funny moment, which there were a lot of funny moments in this movie, which obviously there had to have been if you've ever seen the first one. But that poor mayor is just trying to get himself a candy apple the entire time. And he just cannot get any... Until they are completely out of stock. And he gets one at the same Walgreens where the lights got lightninged. It was really funny watching him go through struggle after struggle just to get one of these caramel candied apples. I like it when movies um, when movies do that. Like, they have the main plot, but then there might be this one other character that's just trying to get one thing throughout the whole movie and, like, never gets it. That was good. I just really, I just thought the movie was hilarious. Like, that, (laughs) I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I'd say for my rating, I would probably rate this movie a 3.5 out of 5. I think it was really good because of the original, and it was, like, it was good. Uh, We watched some other Halloween movies um, yesterday, and it was definitely, like, equal with those, but I think it was, what made it great was because of the original. If you've ever listened to our shorts episode, uh, I have an unpopular opinion on there, which is based on things relying too heavily on the past, or on one aspect, and I think this relied on the other one for some key points of humor and such, but it was, it could definitely have been a standalone movie and still have been good it might even be a four honestly yeah i agree in the fact that it really kind of piggybacked off the first one but you kind of have to look at it isn't that how all sequels are like a sequel has to have something to do with the past one and so for that and the fact that i think that it was just a solid movie even if there was no first one the plot line 
could have been a little better, but I think it was good enough to where, for me, it deserves a solid 4. I, I went back and forth between 3.5 and 4 for a long time. I even considered doing 3.75, but I figured some people might get that's a little too much, too specific. So I, yeah, 4, I might even lean towards 4 now. I really liked this movie. Like I said before, it was hilarious. Um, I very much liked it. My rating is going to be a 4.5. Wow. I really liked it. I might lean a little more towards 4, but probably 4 towards 4.5, but probably more towards 4.5. I really liked it. And just like you were talking about, Hannah, with unpopular opinions, I do feel like this is an, an, un, an unpopular opinion because some people were just saying it's kind. It's just like the second or the first one, just kind of in modern day, but... I loved it. <laughs> I really did. All right, and that's going to wrap this one up, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. And if you want to check out our website where all of our episodes are there, the link will be down below. And if you have any questions or ideas, you can check out our YouTube channel and comment down below on any one of those videos, and we'll try to get back to you fast. And be sure to check out our next episode which is the first of our three-part series about the Pixar theory. So if you don't know what that is, or you're just looking to hear our thoughts about it, I would definitely recommend going and checking that one out. But until next time, I will see you all later. <laughs>